Good morning. Greetings in Jesus' name this morning. It's a nice morning to be here and gathered together. Singing praises to our God. <clears throat> what a privilege we have to uh, be the servants of a living God. Not a dead one, not idols, but one that uh, hears, answers our prayers, and that we can have a relationship with. Before I get started, why don't we have a word of prayer? <clears throat> Dear Lord, we come to you this morning. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you that you are a God and that you are alive. Thank you for Jesus, your Son that came to this world and died for our sins. Thank you for paying that penalty. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to value that beyond anything that we can see here in this world. Lord, that we would have our value system in the uh, right perspective. Help us, Lord, to see our need of you, see our need of the Spirit of God to live our Christian life and to be the salt in this world that you want us to be. We can fight the battles that uh, come our way, Lord. We know that you promised that the victory is already won to those that have the Spirit of God and those that are on the winning side. Help us, Lord, to find ourselves in that. Pray that you'd be with this morning. Help me only to say those things that you want me to say and that you would be with, be with the remainder of the service, ones that are having the one that is having the main message in the children's lesson. Pray, Lord, that your spirit would be here. Pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> well, I have a few thoughts here, kind of along some lines of our value system. I... Uh, the other night, we were over at uh, Fairview, the Amish had, um, had this uh, Indian guy there from India, and he was sharing about the work there, and I got to talk to him some, and uh, about the Hindu religion, and <clears throat> that's one religion that I didn't know that much about, I mean, I kind of know when I meet a Hindu person somewhat, the women usually wear a dot in their uh, forehead, but I didn't know a lot about them. So it was kind of interesting talking to him. But uh, one thing about their religion is they have many gods, up to 33,000 is what he was saying. It's an idolatry uh, religion where they, they have idols. And uh, one problem they can run into is when you witness to them, a lot of times, or sometimes, they are very uh, open to receive another god. And uh, add it to their whole line. You know, there's there's many avenues that lead to one God, and, and uh, add it to our line. That way, we just got a little bit more, a uh, little bit more, a little bit more option of getting to heaven. But as I was thinking of some of that, you know, <clears throat> there is only one way through Jesus Christ, and we need to value that. If you imagine having. Uh, many different gods, how can you really value, how can you put the real value on our salvation if there's many different ways? So those are kind of um, along the lines that I'm thinking about. How do I value the spirit of God in my life? Beings we believe, and beings there is, only one, way to God, that is through Jesus Christ, and by the outpouring of his spirit 
into our life. If it wasn't for that, we couldn't live the Christian life. I'd like to read a few verses in Psalms 51. And I see this heart coming out of David here. David, a man after God's own heart. He begins in verse 1. I'd like to read down to verse 11 and 12. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, and that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy glad and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Here David is asking for God to restore unto him the joy of that of his salvation. And uh, I think we all probably have at one point or another have lost something. Lost some keys, lost a toy, children, lost a, uh, you know, you can put, there's all, there, we lose things. The things that we lose that have the most value to us is going to be the thing that we spend the most time trying to find. The thing that we lose that doesn't have hardly any value to us is going to be the thing that we think can be replaced or can be forgotten. The thing that we miss the most in our life is the thing that has the most value to us. When we have something and we lose it, the thing that we miss the most is the thing of greater value or greatest value. We can value many different things, but there is only one thing that has the most value in my life. We have different levels of value. If you think of uh, the lady that lost her, her, uh, her money, her might, her, yeah, those two pennies or whatever, I didn't, I'm not going to go to the story there, but she went... And she turned her whole house upside down. She swept it. She cleaned it. She, I'm not sure if she had her neighbors come and help look for it because of the value of them. And then when she found it and regained it, she cried for joy or she, she, uh, she again saw the value in those, that, that money. The lady that, uh, the, the servant or the master was going to come and take her boys if the debt is not paid. She went to great extremes to all the neighbors, all the, all the other ladies to, to borrow uh, to barrels that God would fill with oil because she saw the value in her children. She did not want to get rid of those children. She went to probably, you know, humiliation in gathering all these different um, containers from her neighbors so the debt could be paid. 
because of the value that she found in her children. The rich young ruler, when he was weighing the value of the kingdom of God or the kingdom that he had, his value system or his values, he valued the kingdom of God because it says he went away with great sorrow. I believe he felt like, oh, I wish I could have it, but I can't let go of this. His values were in the wrong place. God was not valuable enough to him. God is looking for a people who value him more than anything else in this world. God is looking for people that value him, the spirit of God, more precious than gold. God is looking for a diligent people. People who are busy and are working. When he went to look for David, David was found looking after the sheep. Moses was found looking after the sheep when God found him. Elijah was plowing with his father's oxen. Jesus, when he was looking for his disciples, he didn't go to the unemployment line in Jerusalem. He went to people who were working who had a value system, who were diligent in the work that they were in. God can't use idle hands. Somebody who just sits around, somebody who doesn't... The Bible says the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That picture doesn't give you of somebody that is just humdrum. We have to be prepared to do something when the Spirit of God is in our life to accomplish something. We have to be prepared to pray, to seek God's face, to fast if necessary, not to be satisfied where I am. We can't grow if we're satisfied where we are. But in God's system, we grow by dying. If you think of a tree, The way that the roots go down deep with a tree is by the winds that blow. What happens when a wind blows a tree, these roots over here begin to be torn away from the dirt. And when it comes back, and over time, they can go deeper and deeper. And as that tree wiggles back and forth and those roots get stretched, they're able just to go deep down into the dirt. That is how we grow, is through dying. It's a little bit of a different way than... uh, than the world likes to, likes to portray, or than we may think. Dying to our own desires so that the will of God can be accomplished in our hearts. And when we die to our own desires and our own ideas and our own ambitions, that is when God's value system is set properly in our hearts. Because we are dead to ourselves, we're alive to God, we're living sacrifices. But to do this, to be willing workers for God, to be the effectual fervent prayer for God, we need something beyond ourselves. We need the power of God. I'd like to draw an illustration from 2 Kings chapter 6. I'd like to read from verse 1 through 7. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1 through 7. 
And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water, and he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore he said, Take up to thee, and he put it and he put out his hand, and he took it. I'd like to take uh, draw a few illustrations from this passage. In the worker and the axe. This worker, I believe, went out there, and he had borrowed this axe, and they were going to cut down a bunch of trees to build a bigger place. Let's, let's say this worker is us. The axe is the word of God, the axe head it's the Spirit of God. As this worker was probably cutting down trees, he probably found a sense of joy in, his, in the work that was being accomplished. As he was using that axe, it was making things happen. There was work being accomplished. He found that by using the axe and the axe head and, he, and, and him exerting energy, things were happening. Pieces were flying building was going to be built from the logs. It gives us a picture of somebody that's diligent, somebody that's busy, somebody that is allowing the Spirit of God to work through them. All of a sudden, something happened. The axe head went sailing through the air, and something stopped. The power was gone. He was still there, he had the axe handle. He could have sat there and swung and swung and swung, and nothing would have happened. The sharpness was gone. The handle is dull. The cutting edge is gone. The thing that was helping the process to build this house stopped, was gone. There's many people of God that start off well. They mean well. They have the Spirit of God. There's changes being made in their life. They are accomplishing the will that God has for them on this earth as it is in heaven. And all of a sudden, something goes wrong. They hear the voice of God. They step out in faith. And they, you can see progress made in their life. And all of a sudden, something happens. This describes probably many of us sometimes. I mean, I believe we probably all have come into a place where all of a sudden it seems like something stops. You can, and I'm sure I can, look back and see a time in my life when I had greater joy than I have now. Or I had a greater passion maybe than I have now. Or I had a greater... Uh, a greater desire to see lost saved. I had a greater passion for the loss. I had a greater zeal. I had a greater desire for revival in my own heart. 
I had a greater, a uh, more personal walk with God. We probably all can find ourselves some looking back sometimes and seeing those places. So what happened? And then all of a sudden something happens and our strength is gone. It seems like it takes so much more energy to pray. It seems like it takes so much more energy to witness for God. It seems like it takes so much more energy to accomplish anything in my Christian life. What happened? Where went, what went wrong? In Ecclesiastes 10.10, it says, If the iron be blunt, and he doth not wet the edge, then he must put forth more energy, uh, more strength. In other words, if your axe head is dull, and it's not sharp, you have to put forth a lot of energy to get anything done, and then even in that, you hardly get anything done. Do I find myself sometimes there in, that, in my Christian life, exerting a lot of energy, and feeling like I'm still going backwards. Where did I lose my cutting edge? If the blade is sharp on the chainsaw, and many, <clears throat> some of you have probably run a chainsaw. If you have a chainsaw and the ch- chain is sharp, it hardly takes any, any energy to cut through a ch- tree. But if the chain is dull, you can almost have to lean on that chainsaw and burn your way through a tree. And it's frustrating and you wants to go crooked and it wants to the chain gets hot and it's ridiculous. It doesn't work. Has that happened in my Christian life? Have I lost my cutting edge? Now the way to sharpen an axe head probably wouldn't be pleasant for the axe head. It takes a cutting to make it sharp. It takes a cutting away of those blunt edges. To make that axe head sharp again. We can't accomplish God's will with a dull cutting edge. The thing is, God needs us to accomplish his will. An axe doesn't work without a man. And a man doesn't work without an axe in this, in this scenario, cutting down a tree. Bible says that we are co-laborers together with God. Is my Christian life in my heart stalling the work of God because of my dull what maybe my maybe it stopped. Maybe my axe head flew off. Maybe I don't feel the spirit of God alive in my heart. God needs us to accomplish his will. To be the salt and the light in this world. We need the Spirit of God. It is that Spirit that gives us that cutting edge, nothing else. Same way with the Bible. The Bible is the written Word of God, but without the Spirit, it has no power. The Spirit of God is what goes forth and cuts and divides the bones from the marrow. We can't do it on our own strength. We can't drum up. That guy could have whacked that tree all day long with that handle and he would have not gotten it done, cut it down. If we look there a little bit uh, in verse 5, he cried out and he said, Alas, Master. He was honest about what happened in his scenario there. He recognized that he lost his axe head and his work has stopped. He recognized that. So it is us in a, so it is for us 
if we want to advance, we're going to have to be honest where we're at. We won't be, we can't make a hypothetical situation and say, I'm doing good when I'm not. That is not going to advance the spirit in our Christian life, in our own Christian life. We're not going to advance if we're not honest. And he cried out, I lost it. He's not trying to cover it up and quickly go borrow somebody else's axe or quickly go do something else. He came to the point where he cried out. Everybody probably saw and heard that this man lost his axe head. Like I said before, um, earlier, that when something has value to us, it will cause us to do anything it takes to get that back. And this axe head had value to this guy because he knew without it, he was pretty much worthless that day. God is looking for that cry in our hearts, that honesty, exactly where I'm at, because he knows the damage that we can do to the kingdom of Satan and to this world and the advancement that we can have in his kingdom from our life if we're honest. And I believe the devil knows that too. And he will do everything he can to just have us, have our pride um, cover up the true state of our heart and uh, the true, um, maybe, the, maybe I should say this way, the, the, the work that the Spirit of God is having in my life. You know, he cried because that axe had had value to some for to him, and I don't believe he probably just. I think I think the the value that the spirit of God has in my life is the amount of desperation I'm going to put in having it or getting it. The cry will be according to our value for it if we just go and we pray lord give me the spirit of god i know i need it or if we go in desperation knowing this is my lifeline there will be a different cry there we can't finish or accomplish the calling that god has for every one of us without that cutting edge to get that, to regain that, if we have lost it, to keep that sharp, if it's getting dull, we need to acknowledge our need. If we have lost it, God wants to give it back to us. God is a God of restitution and reconciliation. God will not turn a deaf ear to the cry of desperation. In, six, in verse 6 there, the man of God asked him, where did it fall? Or where fell it? That's kind of an important uh, question there, he asked. And I believe it can, it can, it can uh, fall into our, our example here. <clears throat> I believe that a lot of us, or at least for myself, we probably kind of know when we lost, if we lost, if, if we lost the Spirit of God or the value of the Spirit of God and of our Christian faith, we have a lot of times a good idea where that happened. And I believe God is calling us to go back to that place. 
that time that I got mad. You fill in the blanks. You know, that time a couple years ago or last month or whenever where I slacked off praying. That time that I got offended from a brother or a sister. Something changed. I lost something. That time that I maybe, I don't know. I don't know of all the examples. You know, you know, you know and if we lost it, a lot of times we can kind of have a good idea when that started to happen. And I believe God is asking us or has asked us to go back to that place. Because here it says, the man of God asked him, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. Jonah lost it when he ran from God. God asked him to go. When he lost it is when he decided, I am running. And God took him right back to that place. Balaam lost it when he valued that uh, fame or that big price that he was able to get from cursing the Israelites, Balaam lost it when he decided, I'm going to go anyhow. Peter lost it when he denied the Lord. He wept bitterly after he denied the Lord. If we're honest, I think we know where or what happens when we lose it. When we get honest about this in our life, a miracle happens. If you look here a little bit further, he showed him the place, he cut down a stick, and he cast it in. Now, normally, wood floats, not iron. When we come to a place where we realize and we say, this is the place where I feel I lost it in my prayer life, my spiritual life, a miracle happens. That axe head floats. The Spirit of God comes back. This is important, I believe, to accomplish or to regain the Spirit of God in our life of how he wants it, to regain that cutting edge, to regain our, the, our footage on the foundation is when we come to the place where we admit where we have fallen, a miracle takes place that only God can do. And God will re-give us or regain, we will regain the Spirit of God and regain footing. And at that point, all glory and all honor goes to God because it is nothing that I have done myself. That man, oh, another thing I want to say here is uh, there is something we have to do. Um, verse 6, the iron did swim. Verse 7 says, therefore he said, take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and he took it. We need to take on the armor of Christ and put it on. Elisha didn't just go and put that axe head on and say, now here you go, take it. I think he probably went, put it on and finish the work that, uh, that he was to accomplish that day. And imagine with me what for glory God got that day. To all those people, I don't know how many workers they had there, how many people around there, when they saw that axe head float there wasn't a shadow of a doubt in anybody's mind that nobody did that except the living God in heaven. 
And then when he went to, to, to finish his work, I'm sure that the people thought about that miracle that just occurred. Same way it can be in our life. When we take on the spirit of God, people should realize this is not us. This is not me. This is God doing this through this person that we get no glory. But we need to extend our hand. We need to put it back together. Nothing that we have done, all the glory goes to God. And then his kingdom can advance again in our families, in our lives, in our churches. We can begin building, cutting down those beams and those trees and begin building a strong house here is what uh, what they were building or whatever because of regaining that cutting edge just like to in closing again read what uh, David says there in Psalms 51 in this light and in this uh, manner he says Lord, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Here we see he had a high value of the Holy Spirit of God. Then he says, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. He sees the value of the Holy Spirit of God and he begs for that restoration because he knows what it can do in his life and in, his, uh, in the people around him. And I believe if we come to that place where we value and see the Spirit of God as that cutting edge, that without it, we can accomplish nothing in our families, in our lives, in our churches, in our brotherhood, in our communities. It's a dull edge. We can do it, but it won't be accomplished what God wants to because we will be beating ourselves against a dull edge. So may that be an encouragement to uh, have our value system in the right place and uh, seeing our need of the of that sharp cutting edge and maybe where we have lost it, if we have. I'm not condemning anybody, but in my own life, you know, I some I can look back sometimes and say, what happened to the joy of my salvation? What happened to my passion for souls being saved what happened to my passion for relationships to being built and uh you know the gospel to go forth my prayer life it's a dull edge needs to be sharpened so may that be a encouragement to us this week